Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode and thank you for all of your continued support. listeners, this week's episode features Monique. Monique is a badass uh, and a marketer, so that's a lot of fun to talk about because as you guys know, I am a former marketer myself, still marketing my podcast and whatnot. I'm going to give you some housekeeping updates in this intro before we get into the episode. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you. I appreciate all of the patience with me at with the Collab Camp series to basically just clear out my backlog and highlight beautiful creators like Monique. So thank you guys for the great feedback on that. This week, I'm also going to be hosting a second podcast, which will come out on Wednesday, which features the prolific, lovely Linda Simpson, who I just cannot wait to share it. So that'll release on Wednesday, same time, same place. And everyone, if you would be so kind, please go ahead and buy my merch. You can go to please don't kick me out.com slash shop. And that is amazing. Thank you to Lara for all of that merchandise. It's now purchasable on Instagram and Facebook. So just follow us if you're not following us. And if you would be so kind, please rate us a five on Apple Podcasts. That's everything housekeeping. Mahalo. you know that the unofficial slash official sponsor of my podcast is Forbidden Bingo with DJ Rockstar Aaron, Rich, and Curtis. If you haven't played before, it is free to play online. What the heck else are you doing? It is a freaking quarantine still to this day. How long have we been doing this? Anywho, ForbiddenBingo.com, or if you're in Denver, you can play in person on Tuesdays, uh, and there's a lot of opportunities, so go to ForbiddenBingo.com. So I'm in Hawaii, so it's 4 p.m. my time on Thursdays, and I'm bad at time zones, and I went to Sylvan, so I won't even say what other times it's at, because you can get all that information from DJ Rockstar Aaron at ForbiddenBingo.com. And Rockstar Aaron was also a guest on my podcast. That was episode 84, and this last week, I played with Lloyd. Spencer from Below Deck. How fun. Okay, so it's 18 up to play, no children. Just got to say that for binbingo.com and tell Rockstar Aaron and the crew that I sent you. Mahalo. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you doing? You know what? I, I don't know anymore, but I, 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 for the most part, all my basic needs are met. So I think I'm doing all right. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. We got to make the best of every situation, right? Absolutely. I keep telling myself that. So of course, to my listeners, this is Please Don't Kick Me Out, the podcast about imposter syndrome. And the lovely voice you're hearing on the other end is Monique Idemudia. Monique, would you like to give your 30,000 foot overview, who you are, what you do, et cetera? Of course, my name is Monique Adimudia. I'm the founder of a digital marketing agency called Dragon Digital Marketing. And we specialize in helping small business owners to build an online presence and grow and scale their business through great digital marketing. And that's what we do. That's awesome. Um, you were able to monetize 
you're like monetize and make a business out of it. I could never have done it. I tried to do freelance for myself for quite a while, um, doing digital marketing, doing exactly what you do, which I think is awesome that you, you know, you're doing what you love. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, being an entrepreneur and, and, and owning your own business, I mean, that's got to like be kind of, you know, very, very rewarding and also equally difficult. Um, so I like to ask this question. Um, do you feel like you have it all figured out? Oh, definitely not. I don't think that you'll ever reach the stage where you feel like you have it all figured out. Um, you always have to learn new things and grow and overcome yourself and you have to set new goals and reach them to, to stay happy. And then the environment is changing all the time. Anyways, the, the landscape that we do business in and live in uh, changes all the time. So yeah. 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 Where in the world are you right now? We're based in St. Petersburg, Florida. Okay. Yeah. I just feel like I, I always like to ask that because I could never tell where anyone's from. <laughs> um, but I, I do like, I like your answer because um, I think that's great. Like you always have to be aligning your goals and changing your goals and stuff. I, I always say that I've never asked this question and someone hasn't said no. Like I don't, I'm, you know, and then usually follow it up with like, that's the key to life is you've got to like be growing and changing and evolving. Um, and, and, and with something you touched on too, like the, the landscape of work environment and the landscape of marketing, I mean, it changes every single day. Um, so it's oh, yeah. kind of, you have to stay on the ball. It's it, I remember it just being very, very difficult and I'm, I'm so wary to get back into it. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, like, what did I miss? <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Especially with digital marketing it changes so fast. You, you have to love it. Mm -hmm. um, and always, you know, be, be eager to stay on top and learn new things. Yeah. Do you, um, do you have like a certain medium that you prefer one over the other? Oh, I do everything. I try to split my time and my marketing efforts evenly, um, across as many channels, um, as I can maintain and still be present there and active and engage and produce quality content on a, on a regular basis and on a consistent level. So I don't have a personal favorite. I really try to be omnipresent. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think like the biggest thing for me and something I've noticed in my career, cause I, I have about nine years of experience in digital marketing. Um, when with, for me, it was really difficult because I was expected to be the expert in every single area. And there were certain things that I just wasn't the best at. Like, uh, for, I always tell, would tell my clients that they needed to be very wary because if you, a lot of the times they just want everything everywhere. And, and, and I'm sure you run into this quite a bit and you kind of have to walk them through like, well, it doesn't make sense for you to be on Pinterest, like, or it doesn't yeah. make sense <laughs> for you to be, you know, spending this ad spend on Facebook when like the goal is this. So I think like that was something that I've uh, constantly had to navigate through my career, but it's always in digital marketing. You're doing your best guess because like I, like, like you said, and like I mentioned, it changes so quickly. Like one algorithm is different from one day to the next. So um, I miss the challenge. I definitely miss, you know, doing really cool work and, and, and working with clients. Um, but it's been nice to have a break from it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You have to be in love with it. And um, it's definitely a challenge to 
give people what they need and mm -hmm. not just what they want and match the two together. So to get them to want what they need <laughs> and yes. they just want what they want because they've heard of it or there's a hype or mm -hmm. they see somebody else be successful with that. But that business is entirely different from theirs. And yeah, that can be challenging. So communication is definitely important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how, um, you know, as a business owner, um, how long have you been working for yourself? Uh, since 2019. So we started in October 2019 now. Yeah, a little bit over a year. That's great. And, and like, has it been rewarding? Have you like enjoyed it? Oh, yes, very much. I've planned for it for a long time and I've been procrastinating quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to overcome imposter syndrome myself and yeah, yeah just, um, yeah, anxiety and, you know, fear of the unknown and all of those things when you start a new venture and you take the leap to, you know, do any change in your life really. So yes, and before that, I've been, I've still been a digital marketer. I've been working for a corporation and doing the same thing. And now I'm doing the same thing and I'm my own boss and I'm enjoying it very much. Yeah, I, 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 I like that you, you know, that feeling like that when you jump in something and you don't know like what's going to happen and it's terrifying, but then it somehow works out. I mean, that's always like the best outcome of the situation and, and I felt imposter syndrome when, so I wanted to work freelance for myself and I started my own little tiny business and I wanted to do what you were doing. So I wanted to work with small businesses so that they weren't being taken advantage of by companies like Yelp and other things that like will kind of prey on small businesses. Um, and so I, I, I started out and I wanted to do this and I, my husband was like, well, you know, like try it out and see if it works. And I couldn't get anyone to pay me. Uh, and I think like, um, it was also a different time. I mean, it was like five or so years ago, four or five years ago now. And I, I for me, I, I, re I realized at the time I didn't really value myself because I was kind of willing to do those things for free, but I shouldn't have had to prove my value or my worth or my time. Um, and so I found it very, very difficult. So it's props to you doing something that you love doing something that you believe in and having some success with it. I mean, that's awesome. Yes, absolutely. And it definitely takes time to get people to know, like, and trust you. You know, this know, like, and trust factor that everybody talks about. It takes time. You have to create a lot of content and get your name out there and build a reputation and really start to build your own brand to start attracting clients. So Dragon Digital Marketing before... I've really made it an agency. It's been just me and it's just been a side hustle for many, many months until I got that traction. Uh, that's just something that's normal, I think. And people have to have more realistic expectations of how long it takes to build something um, because there's just a lot of uh, stories out there that are extraordinary and, you know, it's amazing for those people, but it's not the norm. So yeah, it definitely takes hard work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's hard also in a career and especially in a career, like as a woman to like, not compare yourself to like the quick, the quick success that like your colleagues that are men or whatever, sometimes tend absolutely. to get, it's like, they're on this like elevator to the moon. And, I, and I'm like, I'm only on floor three. Like I, I, I always found that really, really frustrating when I would work in agencies because 
I, you know, I get hired at the same time as someone else. And then like, they were, you know, skyrocketing in a career. And I was, I felt like, I, I, I don't know if you ever felt like this, but I always feel oh, like wow. I've had to, I've had to work twice as hard and it doesn't come easy. And I, I know that because of that, I have a really great hustle drive and I'm proud of the things I've done and the, and the stuff I've created and the clients I've worked on and the people I've worked with over time. Like I'm proud of my accomplishments, but it, it, it's sometimes hard not to look at the grass on, you know, your coworkers, you know, side of the fence and would be like, well, how do they have that? And I don't, but there were, you know, it's behind the scenes. You don't know what's going on. So yeah, that's right. I always would tell myself that I'm like, yeah, they're probably working just as hard as me. Probably not though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but imposter syndrome, I mean, I felt it a lot in my, in my career. And so um, I'm curious, like kind of um, what it means to you. So do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome and in what ways, and what does imposter syndrome mean to you? Right now, I think I'm doing pretty well and I've learned to master it. Um, but in the beginning, it's just, I felt I, w- I was just listening to all of those, you know, critical voices that probably, you know, don't mean well with you because they're jealous or I don't know, they don't want to see you grow. They're just very critical and criticize you. So I thought, oh, I'm too young. I'm too inexperienced. Uh, I need more years of experience. I need to learn this and I need to learn that and this and that. But at the end of the day, the best way of learning is really learning by doing and and just doing it and getting real experience um, out there and not just being book smart and reading about things and taking a course or whatever. So that is much, much more valuable. And then also just trusting in yourself and surrounding yourself with the right people. That's really, really important for me. Imposter syndrome is just doubting yourself and Mm -hmm. thinking of yourself as an imposter, uh, as the name says, um, even though you are capable and you do have the skills and you can do it. And it just makes you feel uncomfortable because it's like a new terrain. But guess what? When you do something that you're not qualified to do, that's exactly where growth happens. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to um, just do new things and try out new things and learn and, you know, fall and get up again. So that's just, um, that's just life and surround yourself with positivity. And then I think you can overcome it. I think it's just natural in us human beings. You know, we don't want to be grandiose or n- narcissistic and think of us, oh, I'm so great. I'm so perfect. I didn't have no flaws. I got everything figured out. That would be the other extreme, right? So um, I guess to a certain degree, it's just part of life. It's just important to recognize it and to, first of all, learn more about it um, and then try to overcome it by being more conscious of it as well. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And I've uh, I had one of my guests give a, this really great uh, advice for my listeners um, that I've kind of been taken to heart, but walking yourself through the worst case scenario um, so that, you know, you're, you're like, what would happen, you know, if, when you feel those moments of imposter syndrome, Um, but something I've tried to practice a lot more in the last year is gratitude and grace. I mean, like, you know, you're one person and we're doing the best we can. And, and sometimes that's enough. 
And, you know, I think we put so much pressure on ourselves because it's society that puts pressure on us to have the house and the white picket fence and the 2.5 children and, and, and all of these things that we're supposed to be doing. Um, Society has said for us to do it. Um, And I would feel it in my career because I would look around and I wouldn't have as much as what I felt like someone at my age or, or whatever should have. And I also think it's ingrained in the work place too. I think like when you're young and you're starting out, it, there's a lot of ageism. Um, I remember people telling me that basically I couldn't have an, a say or an input on something because I was in my twenties and like, that was the worst thing. And, and now I'm in my thirties and it's like, I, I kind of understand where they were coming from, but I, it didn't also didn't mean that I, that I wasn't valuable. Um, so it, it's kind of a thing that you learn sometimes and it, and it definitely rears its head in corporate world a lot more than than I would say other places because it's just this competition to like for no reason other than you know to to stay to stay employed. Um, yeah. So I've I, I think like it's it's interesting um, kind of and you're right I think it's the company that you keep too because if you keep only negative company around you then you're gonna just feel like you don't have you know you're not able to get to that next step. Um, and I mean, we've all worked with people who are not happy in their job. And I've been that person before um, where I feel like I probably brought down other people's moods around me. And um, and something I've learned <clears throat> in the last year, more so than anything, and I, and I kind of heard you in your answer kind of say this, it's that like the most I've ever been true and authentic to myself is where the lightning in the bottle moments happen where I do better and I'm more successful and I feel less imposter syndrome because I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. Yes, exactly. I can so relate to what you just mm-hmm. said. Um, there's a lot of ageism out there and yes, you just, you just can't listen to it. And especially in the corporate world, a lot is just, you know, ego and people want to hold on to their to their power, to their informal power, um, oftentimes. And, um, yeah, life is not fair and you always, um, have to prioritize your own mental health and happiness and motivation and work is a huge part of life. So you definitely should, you know, prioritize, discover your passion and really being on your purpose and doing what you love and not going to a job that you hate each and every single day. And you feel like you're enduring it and like uh, suffering. So that's when you have to get uncomfortable to get yourself out of that situation. And ideally you have a strong support system Mm -hmm. and people around you with a positive vibe that definitely support you and are not, you know, not have that. Oftentimes, some, sometimes people don't want to be mean to you or negative intentionally, but a lot of people have a fixed mindset as well. A lot of people are just very risk averse naturally, mm-hmm. or they have that welfare state mentality where they just don't want to take risks and do something on, on their own and, you know, just dare bigger things that are unusual and uncomfortable and it takes time to get comfortable with it and you have to figure out a lot of things along the way uh so you just have to you know listen to your heart and like you said just 
imagine the worst thing that could happen. And oftentimes if you break it down and you reverse engineer it step by step, it's not even that bad. <laughs> it's not yep. even bad at all. And it'll uh, sound so insignificant to you mm-hmm. all of a sudden. And all of that anxiety just comes from being in your comfort zone. That's a dangerous zone to be in mm-hmm. and to, to be stuck in. You have to get into your growth uh, zone and get comfortable being uncomfortable sometimes for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and when you do walk yourself down that worst case scenario, it's like, you know, th- this podcast came to be the name of it and everything came to be after um, getting laid off um, at the beginning of the pandemic last year. Um, and, and I was a marketing director. And so I was like at the top of where you need to be. And um, I was very proud of that. But every day, I mean, I knew my shit, but every day I would be worried that pe- someone was going to come in and my boss is going to come in and be like, oh, sorry, like got to go. And then when it finally happened, I mean, like the writing was on the wall, like marketing is always the first to go. And like, oh, it yeah. was a pandemic. Um, you know, I, I, I told myself, you know what? I want to be a better version of me because I look back on that year, the first year I lived in San Diego when I was the marketing director of this company. I look back at it and I don't recognize myself because I am now a person, like I I might've thought that I was being myself. I might've thought that I was, you know, working towards this goal. I think I was just beginning to harness who I was. And, you know, when my husband and I moved to San Diego um, for his military orders, I, my husband said, when, when we move, he's like, whenever I do a military move, I always like to change something about myself or not change something, but like, you know, work on something that I, that was kind of ailing me at the last place because I have a fresh start at the new place. And I thought that was really cool advice. And I, and I thought about it and I realized that I really had never let a company, um, I've always let, I, I would say like, I was, I was a lot more eager in my younger career and a lot more willing to compromise pieces of myself to keep the employment. And um, I'm, a, I'm a loud person um, and uh, I'm very like outspoken. I dress like Miss Frizzle, like I'm a very big personality and I know that about myself. And I did find a company in San Diego that appreciated that about me, which was nice. So I was able to kind of be myself and, and do good work. And, and that was that felt really great. But towards the end of it, getting and getting laid off, I, I took a look back at my life and my career and what was most important and, and you know, who was in my court. Um, my husband is like my biggest fan on the planet. And I thought, you know, I like doing creative stuff and I feel like I have a lot to say. So maybe I'll just start a podcast. I didn't know what I was doing at all, but I, I was like, maybe I'll start this podcast and maybe like five people will listen to it. And now I get to talk to people like you who I would have probably never met without this podcast. So it's really, um, I guess my point and the advice is that, you know, the more you can be yourself and do things that make you uncomfortable, of course, and make you um, realize that you can make changes, it's the better. Like everything positive has happened and and, and, and at least for me in the last year um, because of being laid off, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. That makes sense. And it forces you to pivot fast and just think differently. And there's within every difficulty, 
lies opportunity. So that's a great example. You started your podcast and now you can inspire others and you have many more listeners that you, you know, than you would have ever imagined and you get to meet new people and network and new beautiful relationships can, you know, can grow uh, just because of that. And it's like a life is just like a huge ripple effect. And um, you never know what awaits yeah. you down yeah. the road. Absolutely. And, yeah. So I love to ask this question because I feel like everyone has a different answer for it. Like some people count success as like those societal norms. Other people count success as like happiness or whatever. So what does success look like to you? And do you feel successful? That's a, such a great question. Um, I actually do feel successful because I constantly overcome myself and I overcome my doubts and my fears. And I just try out new things all the time. And I see every outcome as an opportunity to learn and to get new insights. And even if the insight is that, well, this approach doesn't work or my audience doesn't like it. So I've eliminated one possibility you know, even if there's 999 left to try, um, I've, I've made a step forward. And that's, uh, that's very, very important. Um, I also believe that failure is not the opposite of success, but it's part of success. Like you, you fail yourself um, uh, along the way to win in the end, because that's, you know, that's what we're learning comes from. Mm -hmm. um, you can't know everything up front. Like we're bo born, we, we don't even know how to walk. We teach ourselves and we fall many, many times and we get up each time. We never think, oh, maybe walking is not for me, you know, or anything like that. So I think that's, that's really important. And um, compare yourself to yourself and to your own standards and look back to where you've come from, you know, and marketing reporting is super, super important. We always want to show our clients that we've generated a positive ROI for them and their marketing dollars that they spent are indeed an investment and not an expense. And that's what you have to do with yourself. <laughs> do some reporting uh, with yourself and, and analyze it and just, you know, uh, set some set some KPI, some key performance indicators of how you want to measure your success and where you want to be in X amount of time. And you can really break it down into baby steps, into little increments. You don't have to just do this every year. <laughs> I also don't believe in New Year's resolutions because that's just such a mm -hmm. um, long period of time. You can do it weekly or monthly or whatever is comfortable uh, for you in your life. And just see how far you've come and you'll realize that you've come a long, long, long way. Um, I use to-do lists to track all of my tasks. And every time I check an item off, um, it goes off my to-do list, but it's not deleted. And I can still view all of the items that are, that are done. And looking at it, I was like, oh my gosh, I got so much done. And sometimes I feel like, oh, I got almost nothing done. <laughs> and um, like you said, I think there's a lot of um, unrealistic expectations out there because of the huge success stories that we hear but that's just like a, a fraction of a percentage um, of the 
of everything, of, of the whole, you know, so many people are successful early in their careers. We all know those stories where a guy super young, 22, 23 years old, starts a company and then three months later, scaled it to seven figures. Uh, the, the people on the Forbes 30 on the 30, 40 under 40 list mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And all of those amazing stories, um, that's amazing, but that's exceptional, you know? Um, you don't have to beat yourself up just because you're not one of them or you're not on that level and you don't have uh, 5 million followers or, or whatever. So yeah, just be clear about what you want to reach and why you want to reach it and measure your own success just, just for you. And also think about does it make you happy and does it actually serve you? Mm-hmm. Uh, does it serve your business? Does it serve your purpose? Or do you just want it because society or social media or whoever has planted that idea in your head that you have to have that, even though you don't have to have that actually, and you, you wouldn't need it to be happy with yourself if it wasn't for this standard or whatever. Um, you just have to stand out and be uniquely you every time you try to fit in and stay in a comfort comfort zone because you're too afraid to break out you don't want to stand out in a negative way and have negative attention on you because you don't fit in and you do something that's against the norm um, and then everybody's pointing at you or whatever um, you you can't live your life like that I think that's super important. So again, to answer your question, I think success is really when you're overcoming yourself Mm -hmm. and you're always growing and always moving forward and advancing and making progress. That's awesome. Um, I like that you said, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't set resolutions. Um, I equally do not, I haven't in a very large number of years now, but I set intentions Um, And I always intend to be a good person. I always intend to just, you know, be a good person, be a good friend, be whatever that might be. Um, Because you're right. Like if you give yourself this one, you have one year to complete this task. Well, that's like a lot of, one, it's a long length of time. Two, it's a lot of pressure. And how often do we have, you know, friends that like say, oh, I'm going to start a diet. And then like the next day, like they forget about it, you know? So, so I think, I think those are really great pieces of advice. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of my life and I'm something I've been learning through therapy, shout out to Justina, my therapist. Um, she, she's made me realize that a lot of, a lot of the things that, that ail me or the things that I have, I struggle with are because I'm in my own way, because I'm, I'm the one that like, well, you know, basically turn it a positive into a negative before it's even got a chance to be whatever it's going to be. So something I've had to learn and something I've worked really hard on learning and overcoming is, is, is getting out of my own way because the times in which I'm not in my own way and I'm doing something really cool or successful or, you know, exciting, like, or working on a project, those are the times that, you know, I'm, I'm, I can look back and feel very proud because I overcame, like you said, myself. Yes, that's the best feeling ever. Yes, I know. And it's 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 really uncomfortable. It was really uncomfortable and really hard for me to be me, like to like 
to actually like be myself and be me and like be unapologetic about it. But I couldn't go back to any other kind of way now. And so I, you know, it's nice also to like, look back kind of like you, like with your checklist, to like look back at like all you've accomplished, like, and to like kind of take a step back and look at the whole painting again and, and realize like, oh, like it didn't feel like I got this far, but actually I got this far. Like I did this much, like that's, it, that's a good feeling too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I think we've touched on imposter syndrome. We can, you know, say sashay away to the elephant in the room, but this part of my podcast is always my most, most favorite because I can really figure out what makes my guests in their brains, like the way they think. Um, so I always like to ask if there is something that you are fanatical about and why I will, uh, say that I am still absolutely fanatical about drag queen bingo. I play it every Sunday with Charlie Hyde's this week's theme is movies, and I don't know what I'm going to dress my dog up as, but I love it. And it's become a giant community. Basically, Charlie Hydes um, was on season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race and was a comedian and um, lovely, lovely human, uh, has been a guest on my podcast, um, amazing person. And sh she's been doing these live shows from her living room, basically playing bingo for her since March. And it's become a community of people that I feel so... Um, privileged to be a part of. I feel so included. And it's the one thing I do every week that makes me feel normal um, and makes me feel like, like I'm back in the, you know, back in the clubs with my friends and it's brunch and there's mimosas, you know? So um, I'm still fanatical about it. And I love, 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 love Charlie Hydes and, and the community that they've brought together. That's so amazing. <laughs> wow. That's such a cool story. For me, I would say I'm definitely fanatical about digital marketing. It's my passion and I love it. I really love what I do. Um, I feel like it's my purpose and it doesn't feel like work to me at all. And it's all I do. So whenever I have time to fill, <laughs> I'll fill it with something that helps me out in my daily life. Even if it's, you know, reading something, listening to a podcast, watching a video on YouTube, um, it all serves me being a better marketer and being able to do a better job for my clients because it's so multifaceted, even when it comes to communication or, you know, how, how people tick, what makes people tick, how they think, human psychology, all of the cognitive biases that are out there. It's so fascinating and interesting to learn about all of those things and uh, color, psychology, every everything that's related to marketing, the creative part, the graphics design, the, the writing, um, and all of the arts, as well as the technical stuff. I've really developed such a passion for coding, and I've, you know, learned to become a developer myself as well, and all, all of the back-end stuff, so I think there's just so much to it. And I love everything. It's so interesting. And there's really not one component that I, that I would say, oh, I really don't like that part about being a marketer or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I really um, enjoy doing that all day, every day and running my agency. And um, yes, so that's what I'm fanatical about. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was always just like my job. Like I, 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 I there's things I love about it and branding and, um, I love helping small businesses like that. That's my true, true passion. Like, um, when I would be able to help them with like marketing and stuff, I used to mark, do marketing for a winery and, um, 
And that was, you know, really nice to see like, you know, the marketing efforts, like how much it would help them and impact them. And, and um, over time, I've had some clients I've loved, some clients I've hated, some agencies I've loved, some agencies I've hated. Um, but it's, it's, it's good. It's good when you love what you do, because you're clients will feel that and you're going to do your best work when you absolutely love it. Um, for me, it got too expansive. Um, okay. I got to figure out an email campaign, but I never really like learned it. And you kind of have to, as if it's really digitally, digital marketing, there's no, there's no, no, like the word no does not exist. It's not in your vocabulary. It's figure it out and make it and make it work because you're one of one. <laughs> That's what I love so much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a person, I don't like, you know, predictability and doing the same thing over and over again every single day. And it gets boring. And I love mm -hmm. how digital marketing never gets boring. And like you said, um, being able to see the impact that you're making and you see the entire journey from the beginning all the way to the outcome of your work. And especially with small businesses, where you you're just closer to the people that you work with and it's mm -hmm. a nicer relationship. You see the impact that you're making even more. I think it's incredibly fulfilling to see how your daily tasks help people and impact them and help them grow versus if you work in a larger company, um, you know, within the tasks that are in your job description, you only do so much and, you know, you know, the person who hands their work to you and, you know, the person that you're reporting to yourself and you hand your work to them, so to speak, but you have no idea what happens um, along the rest of the chain. And oftentimes, you know, n never even get to see or, or speak with a client or whatever, and you never get to see and really feel the results as well. So that's what I really, really like and why it feels so fulfilling. And then there's yeah. the freedom aspect. Um, of course, if, um, if you're starting your own business and you're making that transition from um, having a job to just um, being free and having your own company, um, I think that's really great as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I mean, it sounds like you're at a really good place and you, you know, you love what you do. You, you've been, you know, you, it sounds like you've got clients, you're working, like all of that's great. And I think that's a lot to be said. I mean, like it can be so scary to go out on your own and do your own thing. And I, I think you've like, you know, found a way to make it work for you. And that's awesome. And a lot of people, they, they won't ever be able to say that. Like I, when I talk to like, when I have these conversations with people all over the world, one, something that always strikes me is the people that are doing what they love, they seem so at ease and it's like, just so happy. Um, and I, like, I haven't had a, any, well, knock on wood, I have not had a single miserable interview where they just like, <laughs> I hate my life and help. Um, but overall, I think, I think it's cool. I like hearing when people are really doing what they're meant to be doing and like making a difference in the way that they want to make a difference. So I think you're doing some awesome work and that's so exciting. Thank you so much. It's definitely very fulfilling and very exciting, but it's work, you know, you have to put the work in and also um, think about yourself and like really, you know, oftentimes we don't even take time for that. And 
at no stage in our life are we trained to do that, not in school, like nowhere, like we're just trained to function and to do as we're told and that's right or wrong um, and strive to get an A in all of our tests and memorize things instead of just, instead of truly understanding and internalizing them and just vomiting it all out um, when it's exam season or, or whatever. So it's really important to um, focus on self-development and really working on actualizing and realizing yourself. Um, I think that's really important. And I love to see how increasingly popular, um, you know, all of that is, all of that self-improvement and spirituality aspect. I think it has been belittled for quite a while and people haven't been taking it seriously. And um, now people start realizing that it's really important. And a lot of people are just unhappy and not fulfilled. That's just the reality. So you have to um, really, you know, do what really makes you happy and, um, and push through and yeah, um, just overcome imposter syndrome and, and your comfort zone. That's the most important thing. And, you know, all of the all of the pain and hard work and long hours and nerves and efforts um, that it takes and that it costs you is all for good cause. Like you're doing it to get somewhere. Um, And that is what I think causes it in the first place to make you feel so happy afterwards. Because if you get something and you don't have to work for it, you don't even cherish it and appreciate it as much as if you've had to overcome adversity and work for it and figure it out by yourself um, all on your own without having a blueprint um, or a template and you know having the steps um, all laid out in front of you I think that's what's that's what's so exciting yeah absolutely and I think I think you touched on something that like I've kind of realized um in the last year, especially is that, you know, if you like, we've have, we've been given, yes, it's a pandemic, but we, we, a lot of us have been given this beautiful gift of time, time with family, like the, the, in in our household or whatever time, time to learn a new hobby, time to start therapy or work on your mental health, time to learn something new, time to, time to start a hobby. Um, And so I think like all of the positives that have been coming out of the pandemic and people, you know, finding the way, finding ways to like better themselves and make the best out of like the situation. Um, I think it's creating a, a definitely a more positive, at least in within my friendship circles and my life and, and, and just my communities that I'm in, it's, it's creating just for me, it feels like a much more of a better world. Um, and I, I always say that uh, it's, it's an unpopular opinion. So we'll scoot into it. I say, if you can't come out of this pandemic, a better person than like the train left the station without you, because, you know, it, there's just so much, there's just so much you can learn and do and, and, and overcome, like you said. And I just feel like we're, we've been given the gift of time. We'll never have this time back. And, you know, the more that you can do to be make you know, work on yourself and make yourself happy and, and figure out what drives your soul and the better you, you know, the better that you'll feel after this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And I love to see things from exactly that perspective. 
and see the positive things. And there's been so many opportunities uh, in this pandemic. It's been a very challenging time and nobody has been prepared for it. But, you know, so many opportunities to invest and to use your time, you know, consciously and, and efficiently and don't just, you know, waste it. I don't know, watching TV or whatever, but really um, focus on yourself, your mental health, go to therapy, address things that you have suppressed um, and, and hidden, um, you know, all of those years. And even when it comes to things like emotional intelligence, there are so many things to develop about ourselves that help you so much to, to move forward and then investing in learning, mm -hmm. uh, taking courses and just acquiring new skills that you can all, you know, um, cash on and make money on afterwards um, if you master them. And so many, so many communities. That's really another thing that I love um, that so many new communities have been founded and nobody really has to be alone anymore. Like you're going to find your tribe and you're going to find your group of people, no matter how small that niche is of uh, that one thing that you love and that you're fanatical about. Um, you're going to find some like-minded people somewhere online and you can chat with them and, you know, have some FaceTime with them, even if it's on Zoom or like via digital event. I've met so many people that I, that I would have never met otherwise and had the opportunity to speak at events and, you know, be in contact with people that I, that I just would have never have been um, never had the chance to to go through to fly across the world to another country to attend like like a conference or or whatever there and afford the ticket to the in person um, uh, version of that before COVID and so many so many doors have been opened and I've definitely made the best out of it and I just think it forces you to to think that way. And if you use it, it can have a super positive impact on your life for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It's a great, it's good outlook to have, um, especially, you know, right now. The, all we can do is, you know, do our best, be our best and and just keep, keep, keep striving forward, you know, be good people. That's, that's kind of, of what's making me happy in the world. What's currently making you happy in the world? Seeing people help. Um, help other people offering help for free um, a lot of compassion especially in the beginning of the pandemic I've seen a lot of people offering heavy discounts discounts or uh, just giving things away um, for free to just help people out and make life a little bit easier uh, everything like expensive softwares if you don't have to pay for your software for two three months that can help you a lot and yeah just just helping people overcome the struggle and um people standing up for things people standing up for justice uh people standing up for equal rights a lot of movements have been going on um a lot of attention has been drawn to um what's going on in the world mm -hmm. that is not very close to us and there's there's a lot of um journalism and just content that's created and published out there by regular people like you and I uh and not by just the big media companies anywhere there's some super interesting YouTube channels 
that are reporting on things that are unreported and just, um, yeah, um, everything is more transparent and we can be much more informed consumers and citizens and just make better decisions and more informed decisions um, because of the internet and a lot of new technology that is coming up out there and social media is a huge opportunity. There's a negative side to it as well, of course, as with everything, but a lot of, a lot of things are, are going on in the world today that can really make you very, very happy about the, the progress of what we can do as humans. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Sorry, I didn't mean to like cough. I like took a sip of water and I like I feel like I was like, oh no, it's not COVID. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I agree. Like there has just been so much good. And yes, there are some negative things that have happened. Um, at the time of recording this, um, we'll just say something happened in Washington that was horrible. Oh yes, okay. <laughs> that was the week, this was the week. Um, but it, there's just, I, I feel like the good outweighs the bad. And, um, you know, so many companies have just really shown their true colors, either good or bad this last year really made, made or broke them. And, um, you know, I, I, I try not to be cancel culture so, so much, but there's also a level of um, clarity that I've gotten from a lot of what has happened in the last year. And yeah. um, I feel like I voted as a way more informed citizen than I did in previous elections. And I also feel like I took the time to educate myself on movements and world topics and worldviews. And I, I, and I, and it was great because I feel so much more clear on the things that I will, will stand for and will not stand for. Um, whereas in previous years, I probably wouldn't have. Exactly. Yes. That makes you also feel so much, you know, stronger, um, j just in life if you're informed about things and you can actually join in on a conversation on what's going on in the world and um, yeah, just, just have an opinion and be out there, be heard and, and be seen and what you think matters. And um, yes, I think that's very important. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're coming towards the end of this awesome conversation. It has been amazing to get to know you, but I always love to give my guests the floor to promote whatever they would like. So do you have something that you would like to promote? Oh, I have a lot of um, <laughs> free guides and templates that you can all find on my website. That's dragon-digital-marketing.com. I have an SEO checklist that you can go through and optimize your website to get some free organic traffic from Google. I have an email marketing um, planning uh, campaign planning calendar template that can give you some inspiration about themes. Um, that you can, you know, follow and the different seasons and the, the different months. So you can really plan and map out your email marketing strategy for this year. I have a buyer persona template that helps you to get really clear about your target audience and really get to know them so you can personalize your messaging and make your marketing stronger just by being more targeted and improving your communications and your messaging. Um, I have a free branding course on there as well. If you want to build your brand and you're interested in telling your story to the world and turning it into a fascinating brand. So a lot of content out there. Um, go check it out. And as I said, it's all free. 
I love that. I love a free guide. I really do. And I think, I think that's something, you know, very charitable and very kind of you to do, um, especially as your heart is aligned with these small businesses. Um, but of course, you know, I, I, I would say to my listeners, if you're looking for some marketing, I, I think look no further because, you know, she's passionate about what she does and, and um, I will put the link to your website in the description as always, as well as if you have anything else that you'd like to send over to me, I'll put that in there too. Um, why am I coughing? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited um, to, you know, share this with my listeners and I'm sure like they could take a lot of, of your positives and your strength from this. Um, and so do you have any parting words for my listeners? I hope that this helped you out and you could relate to it and identify with both of us um, and yeah, felt the same way at some point in your life or maybe even exactly right now and it's motivated you to take the leap and um, just do it and no longer procrastinate and do what we did and both of us are happier right now. So I just hope that could serve as motivation and inspiration and most importantly, actually lead you to take action. I think that's very important. I'm not about, you know, hyping people up (laughs) about something, but really speaking about the reality and yes, it is hard work and it takes effort, but it's so, so, so worth it. And you just got to push through and I definitely encourage everybody to do it. I love that. Thank you so much, Monique. It has been a pleasure to get to know you, to talk to you and to my listeners. Of course, please like, comment, share, tell a friend about this. As always, all the information is going to be in the description. But thank you again. And I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I've had an amazing time. You too. (laughs) All right. Bye. Hey listeners, I wanted to share a special promotion for you from Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is a clothing boutique that offers non-binary clothing that has fun prints that support mental health and empowering you to be your best self. And this pandemic, it is great to shop small and support small businesses like Dash of Pep. More than 50% of my wardrobe is from her adorable store. Robin at Dash of Pep has graciously given me a promo code for you to use at checkout. Use P-D-K-M-O to receive 15% off your order. Again, that is www.dash of pep.com and you can enter p-d-k-m-o at checkout to receive 15% off your order. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.